You're listening to the What the Chuck podcast with Megan Rage. Holy crap. I was just testing to make sure that you can't hear the fan behind me while I'm recording because your girl's hot as per usual. And I got a KCRA COVID-19 update. Straight to my watch that says... After outcry, California nail salons get okay from state to operate indoors with modifications. Now, I don't care what the modifications are. I'll wear a mask. I'll wear a whole freaking, uh, what are those suits called? Um, you know, like the ones in Outbreak. I'll wear one of those if I can just get a pedicure. I don't even care about my nails anymore. I'm, I'm actually liking the El Natural. El Natural? Ah, natural. I'm liking them natural. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, I will go back to getting them done, I'm sure. But for now, I'm not just like itching to get a manicure, but my feet, whoo, whoo. My feet are just bad from walking barefoot inside, from walking barefoot outside around the pool. So I'm dying for a scrub-a-dub-dub. I did get some pumice stones from, this is disgusting, from Amazon, but they're all like, like, they don't work very well. They just get blue like styrofoam all over the place in the shower. Hard cleanup, hard pass. I also bought one of those um, like foot mask things that you that you put on. It's all in Chinese writing, so I have no idea what the directions are. But it does say the one thing that it says in English. I'm going to go get it because what it says is actually funnier than that. I feel like it's not correct in English. Hold that thought. Okay, I'm back and I lied. There is a few... English sentences on this packaging. It says changing magic foot peeling shoes. Everything else on the front is in some type of Chinese symbol. Let's see. Okay, here are the only English words on the back of the packaging. Steps that can transform an average looking woman into an attractive lady to make your feet feel smooth from the tips of your toes. Wow, so these are going to transform me from an average looking woman into an attractive lady. Apparently in China, they don't give a fuck about offensive packaging because, hey, here you go. Wow, this really took a turn. I was not expecting to talk about this from the very beginning. I was expecting to talk about how I'm really hot right now because Brett and I just changed the bedding on literally every bed in the house because we have guests coming that are staying with us from Chicago. So, you know, got to get those sheets fresh and all the rooms are upstairs. So it's super hot. Just also made myself lunch in the air fryer, which I don't know if I've talked about this yet, but we got an air fryer and I'm freaking loving it. Like I'm obsessed with it. I just pop my lunch in there. We pop our dinner in there every night. It's such easy cleanup. It's, uh, it just is so quick and easy. So today I had a tilapia crusted piece of fish with kale neochi. Brett and I argue constantly about how to say that word. I think it's neochi. He thinks it's naki. Um, we've looked up b- a bunch of cooked cookery. Oh God, I sound like Brett. We've, we've looked up a bunch of cooking shows and um, the consensus seems to be, you know, there's a wide range of ways that people say that word. So I don't recommend the kale neochi that I just had. It's from Trader Joe's. It was disgusting, but hey, it did the trick. Um, I've been really just trying PMSing right now. So I'm really just trying to curb my cravings. Uh, I don't I don't think I've talked about this in a previous episode, but Brett and I, our goal for the year was to not eat fast food. So not like we ate fast food a ton, but you know, if we were hungover, we'd be like, oh, let's go to Taco Bell or oh, let's get a McChicken. Um, we did that a lot when we were apartment living. We ma- set a goal. Um, for the new year to not eat fast food. And with the with the exception of Starbucks every once in a blue moon, we have not gone through a drive through. I just really try to have food in the house for lunches, for dinner, for breakfast, which I don't normally eat breakfast, but I, I try to have options here. Oh, excuse me. 
Woo! Some indigestion from my, okay, Arrowhead sparkling water. I know everyone says that Arrowhead water is trash. And I mean, I'll drink it. I'll drink a bottled Arrowhead bottle. I mean, it's water is water, right? I do prefer a Fiji or a vase. Hell, I even prefer water out of a Brita. But the, you know, the running joke is that Arrowhead water is trash and, and, and whatever. But I just recently got Arrowhead sparkling water because it was on sale at Costco. And I have to say, it's really freaking good. So just to backtrack, 010 recommend the Neochi from Trader Joe's, the Kale Neochi. Um, 1010 recommend the Arrowhead water from Costco. And there you have it. Reviews by Megan Rage. Thank you. Have a nice day. Yeah, so I was not planning to talk really about any of this. Speaking of seltzers and um, sparkling waters and shit, I'm kind of over the seltzer game. I know I started out strong this summer rating and reviewing them on my Instagram page, but I just kind of lost interest. I mean, they all kind of taste the same. Yeah, the first few sips might taste good, but the aftertaste is always shitty. I recently tried Vizzy, which I've seen a few people talk about. It's the um, alcoholic seltzer water that has... um, vitamin D or vitamin C in it or whatever. I I drank an entire case, yet I can't remember what they tasted like, so that's not really a good sign. I did see that Coors is bringing out a seltzer, a hard seltzer, um, four different flavors. I think it's mango, black cherry, lime, and ooh, ooh, grapefruit, I want to say. They have an initiative behind theirs. For every 12-pack sold, they're donating $500 to restore fresh water to lakes and rivers or rivers and lakes or wherever fresh water is. Um, And so they have like this environmental you know footprint that they're trying to leave by releasing these seltzers so I will try those I just think it's kind of funny that they're bringing them out at the end of summer like hi read the room read the seasons I guess with lockdown though it's not like people are going to be leaving their houses anytime so the seltzer game will stand strong through the end of 2020 you know what I was thinking when bars do reopen I do know there were white claws and stuff in bars before lockdown um, but I wonder if like people are just going to be walking around with White Claws. I mean, I might need a job. I don't know how to bartend, but I can open a can of White Claw. I just wonder if the bars are going to be full of seltzer drinking bitches. Like, uh, I only drink the black cherry White Claw. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of making fun of Brett because Brett only drinks the white, che- the black cherry White Claw. He's like, I only want it if it's black cherry. I'm like, OK, basic bitch alert. You know, as I'm sitting here talking to you guys, looking at the packaging for changing magic foot, I actually think I might try this. I mean, my heels are looking rough. So Brett and I have been watching Away on Netflix. It's really good. It has Hillary Swank in it, and she works for NASA. She's an astronaut, and her mission is to go to the to to Mars. <laughs> oh dear Lord, here I go with the Mars Moon thing again. So they're going to be the first. Her and her team are going to be the first people to step foot on Mars, and she's leaving her family behind. She's going to be gone for three years. Yada yada yada. It's really good. It's funny. It's emotional. It's relatable. Plus, I just love shows about space. So in the last episode that we just watched, this guy, they're in space right now. And this guy kind of hit his foot on something on the inside and his whole heel came off. And it was disgusting because then he held his heel up to the camera. And it's like a rough looking heel, you know, like someone that's been hoofing it outside with no shoes on. Kind of like my heels look like. And I'm like, damn, I need to go in space and just knock my foot and my whole the whole bottom of my foot will come off. And then I can just start fresh or I can just do this magic foot peel and see what happens. Oh, God. I'm just worried that I'm going to use these and then like my feet are going to be crusty for weeks. Like I'm going to have to wear socks to bed and shit because my feet are going to be peeling. I've seen people use these before. I know that it's not pretty and I know what's going to happen. I'm going to end up doing it now that I'm talking about it. Now that I've dug it out and it's sitting right in front of my face and I'm going to regret it because like I said, we're going to have company the last half of the week and I'm going to look like I have some sort of skin disorder with my peeling heels. Okay. 
just like the tampon episode, I've talked about this way too long. 10 minutes down, just 50 more to go. Rambling with Megan Rage. You know, that's what I almost called this podcast until I realized that rambling has like a really negative connotation. We got serious radio. I don't know if I've talked about this before, but we have serious radio. And um, on Diplo's Revolution, there are these two guys that come on. I think it's every day and they have a show and they literally start out by saying, oh, we're just going to be rambling for the next however so often. And that's really what they do. They ramble about nonsense like shit I do not care about. They talk to each other like they're having a catch up on air. And I'm like, bitch, no one knows your life. What are you guys talking about? Like, this is so boring. Like, know your audience. Know what they want to hear. This is not it. Um, so I'm so glad that I didn't go rambling with Megan Rage. It just sounded good. But rambling, ugh, not not a good, very negative connotation. You guys really seemed to love my catfish episode last week. It's funny because I warned my friend Sarah that I was that was also in the story because I, I do realize that the story is a little bit embarrassing. Um, or maybe it just was back then. It's really not now because you can really take a look at the whole situation and realize that what happened happened before technology has progressed to where it is now. Um, I, Anyways, I warned her about it and she ended up listening to it and she remembered so many facts that I didn't even remember. It's funny because a lot of girls that worked at Beach Hut texted me or messaged me on Instagram and said that they remembered certain details of that story from back when we worked there, um, which is just so crazy. It's funny how like people will remember details of a story that you might not even remember if the story's about you. What's crazy is that when I posted the night before on my Instagram to tease that my next episode was going to be about a catfish, so many of you that have known me for a really long time thought this was going to be another catfish story. My friend Christina commented on the picture and was like, oh, remember when he left a Napoleon Dynamite DVD in your mailbox? And I'm like, oh, girl, that is not even this catfish story. So I'm not going to talk about it this episode. It is going to be upcoming. I don't want to hit you guys with two catfish stories back to back. We're going to mix it up a little bit. But um, there is a possibly even crazier catfish story. Yes, I have two. This one didn't last as long, but it did last a good portion of my, my high school career, maybe even a little bit when I was out of high school. And the things that happened in this story are probably a little bit more dangerous and crazy. I'm going to ask you guys which catfish story was crazier when I've told both of them. You guys can vote. But um, I think that I definitely put myself in more danger in the second story. That's for another day. I literally cannot believe uh, today is the first day of fall. I just went to go pull up my weather app to look at the temperature because I know we're getting triple digit heat this weekend, um, but I can't find my weather app because I completely changed what my phone looks like. <laughs> Did anyone else do the update on your iPhone? Now, I thought I had done it, but there were two updates last week. So I did. I had done one of them and then I got on TikTok and was like, wait, wait a second. Why are all these people posting the iPhone and it looks totally different? So I checked my updates and wouldn't you know it, the big update that comes out like every year when they release a new phone, only they're not releasing a new phone this year, was sitting there available for me to update my phone. So I did it on Friday. Me and my sister-in-law did it. It was her birthday and we just did nothing all last Friday. We sat in our pajamas, watched TV, made waffles in our waffle maker and updated our phones. So if you haven't done it yet, it is completely going to change your phone. I mean, I mean, I would go as far to say that this is the biggest update that iPhone has ever had because you can do so much with the new update. 
I'm not going to get like too crazy into it because it is like even mind blowing to me and I don't really understand how all of it works. You need to get um, a Gen Z in your area to talk to them about it because they're the ones that are thriving with this new update. So first of all, you can like move all of your apps to the app library, which is what what I must have done with my weather app because I can't find it. You can move all your apps to the app library, which is on the very last page, and it lists it lists all your apps in alphabetical order. You can also hide pages of your apps, which could come in handy for all you sketchy people out there. <laughs> you can make widgets, which are basically like big, small or medium size like icons. So for instance, on my front page, I have a widget of my Apple Watch to motivate myself to get my ass in gear. Like for instance, I've only burned 172 out of 800 calories today. I need to step my shit up. On the next page, I have my calendar, a music widget, and then I have a picture widget that kind of changes, I guess. I don't know how often it changes. That's something that I haven't figured out yet. And then I have the star system, the solar system on the bottom of my page. And then on the next page, I have a to-do list, a calendar, notes for this podcast, and also the moon. Things that I do like about it, though, is it just looks more clean, like forever. I couldn't see my background picture on my phone, which is obviously a picture of Chuck. Now I can see his face because I you're able to arrange the icons in a more like efficient manner. And also you can send your apps to the app library. Something, though, that I've been seeing on TikTok, like the latest TikTok trend, is showing off your new aesthetically pleasing background, iOS 14 background. So... What a lot of Gen Z is doing is they are creating shortcuts for their apps. So now you can go into shortcuts, shortcuts, <laughs> ah, shortcuts. That's cute. My sister-in-law's dog's name is Buttercups and we call her Cups and she's short. So she's Shortcups. <laughs> Actually, a couple episodes ago, I did my Chuck voice and my sister-in-law was listening to the podcast out loud and she said that her dog like started going crazy when she heard my my voice because it's the the voice that I talk to animals in and whenever I go into my sister-in-law's house I go cuppy cuppy cups cuppies cuppy cuppy cups gosh that's annoying my mouth something that I've listened to in this podcast when I go back and edit it my mouth is juicy I'm always having to clean up like me swallowing or like uh, just mouth noises it's really annoying because I spend like 45 minutes doing that per episode, just to, so you guys aren't grossed out by the mouth noise. Let's talk about it. I'm going to cut the, the actual noises out, but let me just talk about how disgusting my mouth noises are. Oh, dear God. Anyways, back to the iOS update. You can change your icon. Like I could set like a pastel pink icon through shortcuts for my iMessages. So what people are doing are making each page of their iPhone a different color. So I obviously haven't done that because I don't have that much time on my hands, first of all. But second of all, some negative feedback that I've heard from that is then when you go to click on the app, it takes you first to the shortcut and then it takes you to the actual app. So there's a little bit of a delay and I, I, that just sounds annoying to me. It's basically MySpace on your phone because you're making pages that have a theme that look aesthetically pleasing. And yeah, it's great. And I love looking at them on TikTok. But am I going to do that? First of all, I just am not I don't have the vision for that. Like I see all these people make these cute iPhone icons and backgrounds. I tried to do that and I can't like I don't know how to make things match. I don't know how to make things look good. That's not my that's not my wheelhouse. That's not in my practice. So instead, I've just organized my apps a little bit so I can see Chuck's face and I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, something else that's really cool is now there's back tap. So you can tap the back of your phone 
um, and use like a, use it as a function. So I screenshot now by back tapping my phone twice and then I lock my screen by tapping the back of my phone three times. Something else that's really cool in the update is you can pin text conversations. So if you talk to someone a lot and you don't want to scroll through all your text conversations to find them, you can pin them to the top of your screen. And so they pop up really big circles at the top of your screen. So I have like three pinned up there, my dad, Brett, and then my group chat with my sister-in-laws and her sister um, because those are the people that text me the most. And if you start texting me more, then I'll pin you to the top. And if you stop, well, then I'll fucking unpin you. Okay. So yeah, there's just a lot of cool things to play with in the new update. So far, I haven't noticed that it slowed my phone down or anything. Everything seems to be okay there. My Instagram also updated and I'm able to send little like picture gifts of myself. It looks really bad because it's super zoomed into my face. So I've really only sent it to close friends that have seen me look that disgusting. But if you're... uh <laughs> If you're into that sort of thing, I would look into updating your Instagram too. Or do apps update automatically now? I don't know. Another cool thing is in text messages now, you can search for emojis. And I know you used to do that by like typing it in the actual text. Um, I think that's a feature that you can turn on and off. But now in your emojis, there's an actual search bar. So you can search. I can't believe that I forgot to talk about this last episode. I had it written down, but I mean, some I, I write things down. And then I kind of get in the zone and start rambling about something. Oh, there goes that word again. And then I just kind of lose track. And sometimes I just start talking about a new topic, but sometimes it feels awkward to insert it. Like, oh, speaking of, (laughs) I don't like doing that. So in this case, I just completely overlooked it last week and didn't talk about this. And I really wanted to because it was happening like in real time last Tuesday when I recorded. So Colton and Cassie. Colton, obviously from The Bachelor and that whole season, if you didn't watch it, I'm just going to give you a brief. Colton is a virgin. He was first on a season of The Bachelorette. I forget whose season I want to say Becca's. And he was like in love with her. Then he went on Bachelor in Paradise and then they pulled him from Bachelor in Paradise or he went home because he was going to be the next Bachelor. So he's a virgin. Um, I would say there was probably like five episodes of his season left and he realized that he liked the girl, loved the girl that was least into him, that literally was going to go home. So he sent everyone else home to make it work with her. Now, a lot of people judged him for this. It was super controversial. Like there wasn't the normal like end of the bachelor bachelorette um you know segments that they normally do like the final rose and it was cassie at the end so after they left the bachelor i'm pretty sure i don't i don't think they moved in together but they spent a lot of time together he spent a lot of time with her parents he was one of the first celebrities that got covid and he had it really bad and he recovered at her parents house in santa barbara Santa Barbara, Santa Monica, one of those two. So it came out like a couple months ago that they broke up and he was actually linked to Lucy Hale. So I thought like no big, it was mutual, like they're clearly getting over it until last week sometime there was a headline that Cassie was filing a restraining order against Col- restraining order against Colton and that it was actually granted. So I think E! News got into this big like step by step of the story And basically Colton was sending her like really crazy text messages. He was showing up at her parents' house, like hanging out on the side of the house in the alley. He was spotted by her siblings and also her parents. Then she found a tracking device on her car. And also she was getting really harassing text messages from a random number. Now Colton said that he was victim to this as well to make it look like he wasn't the culprit. But it turns out that the text messages were coming from him and he was just sending himself threatening text messages, obviously, so it didn't look like he was the one sending them. He also ended up admitting to putting the tracking device on Cassie's car, which just blows my mind. When I first posted about this, I was like, how the fuck did we get here? And a couple of you commented, that's what happens when you take like a 20 something year old's virginity 
virginity. And that's so true. I mean, think about who you lost your virginity to. Were you absolutely psycho over them for years? I mean, did you always feel some sort of attraction to them or attachment to them? Well, that's Colton, only he's not experiencing this at a normal, like, lose your virginity age. He's experiencing it as a full-grown adult. So he gave this woman her his heart. He lost his virginity to her and then she dumps him and he's taking it really, really rough. Here's where things get a little tricky. I was reading this and I was like, bruh, Colton, get a grip on yourself. This is not a good look. But then I read down on the article a little more and I saw that Cassie is pitching or filming a reality TV show with her family. Like they're in the process of filming it right now. So I don't know if it already has a network, if it's getting picked up, but all of this just seems, mm, I don't know, a little too perfect for someone that's trying to get their reality show picked up by a major network. I mean, restraining order, tracking device, making Colton look psychotic. The thing is, though, he did admit to it. So is he in on it? I just don't know. But I feel like all of that is super weird. Something else I want to get into. I'm so sad that I'm recording this Tuesday daytime because obviously tonight will be a new episode of Dancing with the Stars. And by the time you're listening to this tomorrow, you may have already watched it. It might still be on your DVR. I plan on watching it live tonight. But I do have to say, when I first started watching Selling Sunset, I was very vocal about not liking Chriselle. Then by the end of it, I really ended up liking her. Well, let me tell you, I cannot stand her. She is so extra. She's so annoying. She is very awkward. If you watch her Instagram story, her mannerisms and stuff, like she is an awkward person. And I don't want to go out and just blatantly say like, I can see why Justin Hartley left her because obviously I don't know what their marriage was like. But man, she is a little off her rocker, I think. Like, Today, she posted a video and she started talking and it was just kind of pointless and her hairdresser was doing her hair and he was not paying attention to her. And then she started to say something else, but like stopped and then did something weird with her hands and then cut it off. She is constantly chewing gum in her Instagram videos. And I just want to be like, fucking spit it out. Give it to me. Spit it out. Spit it in my hand. And she's just like over the top. She's like, everyone wanted to know how I do my twirls or you guys, I'm not wearing shoes right now because my feet hurt. But when my day, when my partner gets back. I'm gonna have to put my shoes on. And then the other day she woke up and was like, oh, in full makeup, eyeliner, lipstick, everything. Oh, you guys, I just woke up. My full body aches. Like, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to unfollow her. Like, I was all about her life. I was totally rooting for her. But she is probably one of the most annoying people on the face of the planet. Like, she's one of those people that's always on. And she keeps posting herself from all every news article that posts about her. She's like reposting them, which I get it. You get your five seconds, girl. But the way that she's going about it is just just like not genuine. Like Caitlin Bristow, her personality is real. Yeah, I think fame went to her head a little bit and I think she's probably not as nice as she used to be, but you can't deny that she's a real person. Chrishell, who is she even? I know I said this last episode, but girl, who are you? Like you're not always happy. You don't always have to post stories about every little second of your day. Like just stop. So yeah, I I just don't know where I am with her for this season because I'm just I've just had enough of her on social media. I was talking to my friend Violetta today too, and she feels the exact same way. She's like, I'm gonna have to unfollow her because it's just too much. And it is. She's probably the most annoying person on social media. Also, in the preview for tonight episode, tonight's episode, they show Carol Baskin crying about Tiger King and how it ruined her life. What's funny is one of the other guys from Tiger King, Doc 
Antel or whatever, who also owns a, a sanctuary or zoo or whatever, he was saying, anyone that's a true animal lover that really cares about these animals would not be taking months off to do Dancing with the Stars. He's like, I wouldn't do that if I was if I was offered the role. He was like, so Carol Baskin is a fake. She's a phony. So yeah, waterworks from her tonight. I don't think someone is going to get let go tonight. I, I honestly think it might be the basketball player because he was second worst to Carol Baskin, but I don't think America is ready to let the cringeness of Carol Baskin go. So I honestly don't think she's going to be the one to get sent home tonight. But hey, we'll see. Everything has been a mad dash today because my plan for today was going to be totally different. So I was originally going to wake up at 8 a.m., record this, then do my show for Oregon because today not only do I have a wax, but our house cleaners were also supposed to come today, this at noon today. And that's normally the time that I come up here and record. So yesterday um, I got a text from our cleaner and she was like, we're going to be 20 minutes late. And I was like, wait, I thought you were coming tomorrow. So she actually came yesterday, which means I didn't have cash for her. I had to write her a check. And also, I always try to like keep myself busy when they're here because I feel like a huge piece of shit that's like just sitting around doing nothing while someone else cleans my house. Side note, Brett and I do clean in between them coming, but it's just nice to have like a deep clean. I don't know what she uses. It's just like when someone else makes you food. Yeah, you can make it for yourself and it tastes good. But when someone else makes it for you, like it tastes great. Well, whenever she comes, like I don't know what magic potion she uses, but she just gets everything looking 10 times better than I ever could. Um, We've been using her. I've used her before, but we've been using her. She comes once a month to our house. When we first started using her, when she first started cleaning the house, when we first moved in, holy first, 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 Brett was like, oh, I thought that I thought she only charged us this amount. And I'm like, yeah, she does. But I've been leaving her a tip on top that. So we were talking about this in front of my sister-in-law and her sister. And they were like, wait a second, you leave her a tip every time. And I'm like, yeah, I tip her. And they're like, what? Why? And I'm like, because you're, I mean, that's just the service industry. Aren't you supposed to fucking tip everyone? And they were like, no, girl, not your house cleaner. Like they, she's not paying anyone else. The money's going directly to her. She was like, we only tip our cleaner around Christmas time. And it's only like an extra five, 10 bucks or something. I was tipping $30 every time they were coming. So Brett was like, you're going to, the cleaner's not going to be able to come anymore. It's too expensive. And I was like, okay, okay, I'll stop tipping her. Well, now every time she comes, I feel so bad because I was tipping her $30 every time she came. And now I'm just giving her, you know, her rate. And I feel embarrassed. And since I didn't know she was coming yesterday, I thought she was coming today. I didn't have cash ready for her. So now my go to is to just, you know, bunch up a a wad of cash and hand it to her. She doesn't know how much is there. But yesterday I had to write her a check. So I'm like, oh, I just feel so uncomfortable still. Even though I haven't been tipping her for months, I felt so uncomfortable writing the check because then she could just clearly open it when I handed it to her and see that it's just, you know, the dollar amount that she charges. So my extra ass wrote her a thank you card, put the card or put the check in the card, put it in a envelope. And then as she was leaving, I was like, thank you so much. I just really appreciate you guys. I really appreciate everything you do for us and handed her the card. Okay, bye. See you next month. And then 10 minutes later, I get a text. You are so sweet. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. Yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, okay, well, the card did something. It helped. It helped me in a way because it it showed that I really appreciate her, but it was really just to cover up the fact that she ain't getting a tip. Oh my God. I'm so mad. I just had my phone on do not disturb. So it's not vibrating when I'm trying to do this podcast. And I just looked over to look at the time and I missed a call from someone from Be My Eyes. Do you guys know what that is? 
So I signed up for it probably at the beginning of the year. I don't even remember how I found out about it. I think I read about it online. So it's basically this app that you download and it's called Be My Eyes and you're signing up to be a volunteer for um, someone that's blind or that can't see very well. So basically, if someone that's blind needs help, like if they need to find something in their closet or they need help with the washing machine, they'll get on the app and it'll connect to someone who can see and then they will help them with with whatever task that they have. There's millions of volunteers that are signed up on this app. So it's like super hard to actually get a phone call. Like I've probably missed six this year and Brett's missed a few too. Every time I get it on my watch, I'm like scrambling to find my phone. But if you don't have your your phone in your hand when the call comes through, like it's definitely going to go to someone else. Now, this is legit. I know plenty of friends who have done it and who have actually accepted calls. And they said that it's just like the most heartwarming, best experience ever. So I'm dying to get a call. And of course, right when I picked up my phone, I saw it, but I missed it. I think now would be a good time since we're talking about doing good things for good people to talk about the Instagram that you should follow this week. Now, this wasn't the original Instagram that I had in mind, but over the weekend, uh, my friend Kessa reached out to me and she was like, hey, one of my best friends is uh, doing the Maxim Cover Girl competition. Would you mind voting? And normally, let me just be real honest, normally I'd be like, is this going to take a lot of steps? Like old me would be like, okay, but then not really do it. But the new me is so much more um, willing to do things for people because you guys have all done so much for me by sharing this podcast, by telling your friends. And I've just changed a lot over in the past few years and being a dick just isn't in my MO anymore. So I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I went to her friend's page. I went to the link in her bio and I you just it's super easy to vote. You literally just have to either vote through Google or Facebook and then it just takes a click and then you vote and that's it. It's super simple. It literally took me two seconds. But here's something that I didn't realize about the Maxim CoverGirl competition and what really has motivated me to go back and vote every day and even make a donation. I don't know if you really know much about this. I feel like we all know someone that's you know, competed in the Maxim CoverGirl competition, whether it's directly or indirectly. But I never, I don't think I've ever voted before. And so you can go on and do a free daily vote. And you can also vote more times in a day by making a dollar donation. So one vote for each dollar that you donate. And this money is not going to the person that's competing. It's going to a charity of their choice. I I voted for this girl and that was going to be it. You know, I didn't really look much. I didn't really look into it any further. But then she messages messaged me and thanked me for my vote and I got to talking to her and she's like so sweet and super awesome. And she's the one that told me that she's raising money for the K2 Foundation. It's called the K2 Adventures and Foundation. I didn't know much about it, but she told me a little more and then she sent me the link to the website. And this is just so in my wheelhouse of things that I support and just things that pull up my heartstrings. So obviously you guys know I have a soft spot for disabled animals, but um, this program helps helps all different kinds of people that have disabilities, whether it's it's a disability that you can see or that you can't see, experience things that they wouldn't be able to experience on their own. So their kind of slogan is, we see potential, not limitations. And I watched their story on their website, which by the way is k2adventures.org. And this nonprofit, this foundation started back in 2009, I believe. They took a group of people to hike Mount Kilimanjaro and eight of them were blind. So they set three world records while doing this. And um, one of the founders just told the story. I'm such an empath. Like, I'm so empathetic. I cry 
all the time. I feel feelings so hard and so deep. I, the other night, watched The Choice in Bed, which is my favorite Nicholas Sparks movie. Well, one of them. I've seen it a million times. Not only did I cry throughout the movie, but for 20, like, five minutes, 30 minutes or so afterwards, I was still up in my bed crying. Like, I just, I get so emotional and I feel things so deep. Look, listen to me right now. My voice is going to start to crack. So I watched this video about one of the founders And um, he took a group of people to hike Mount Kilimanjaro. Eight of them were blind. And he said they had to wake up really early, like two, three o'clock in the morning to get to the summit. They were all wearing headlamps. And one of the one of the boys that is blind, he can see just barely. He was like, who's the other group behind us? Oh, you guys. And um, one of the founders was like, you know, there isn't another group behind us. And he's like, well, what are those lights? And he was like, those are the stars. And he was like, that was the first time that he ever saw stars. Oh, just freaking killed me. And everyone made it to the top of the summit. Um, Like I said, they broke three world records in doing this. And then they got to the top and they held up their sign and the sign was upside down. (laughs) Oh, it just makes me so happy. And then um, they showed a video of all the things that they do for people. Not only have they built orphanages and schools in other countries, but in Arizona, that's where they're based out of. They've helped kids that don't have arms and legs surf for the first time, um, play baseball, climb mountains. Like the work that they do is just incredible. And it's adventures for kids kids and adults that have disabilities. So let me read their mission right from their website. It's to care for children, adults, and families with special needs and or life-changing medical and financial circumstances by providing services, support, and funds that will be used for educational and medical enrichment. They have local programs. Like I said, they have global programs. They do so much. There's a video that you can watch. It says watch our story on their homepage. It's about eight minutes long, but it just shows what they do and what they've done. And oh my God, I was crying the whole entire time. So of course this made me, you know, go back and donate money. Have I even told you her name yet? Her name's Selena Moreno. So after going back and watching this and, you know, really seeing what the foundation that she's representing, that she's raising money for, raising awareness for has to offer, I was like, oh my God, I have to go back and make like a dollar amount donation. So I've been doing my free daily vote for her. But I've also um, today made a monetary donation that will go directly to the K2 Adventures Foundation. So I'm going to give you her Instagram account right now. She's currently in first place, which is so amazing. She just has to stay in first place for a few more days. And then if she is first place in this group, she'll move on to compete against everyone else that made first place in other areas, if if I'm understanding that correctly. So yeah, Selena Moreno, that's her name. I'm going to give you her Instagram account account right now scarlet's doll s c a r l e t s d o l l again scarlet's doll selena moreno you can find her on instagram that way and then the link to vote for her is right there in her bio so rooting for her it's just so crazy because like i said when my friend sent me the link i was like okay i'll vote never thought i would talk to her or anything like that just figured you know i would do my part in helping a local girl i'm just all about it i'm here for it i sit here and talk trash about reality tv and my life and god knows what else for an hour every week the least that i can do is sprinkle some good in there um, with things that you might have going on in your life that are for a good cause or I don't know, just 
You know where to find me if you need help with something like this. I finally finished The Office. <laughs> I've only been trying to finish season nine for like the entire summer, and I finally finished last week. I'd been trying all week long, powering through the episodes. I have to admit, some of the episodes in season nine, like I straight up slept through. Like I was not even trying to pay attention. I was going to skip through all of season nine and just go straight to the finale, but I'm so glad I didn't. All my friends that have watched The Office before have said, don't worry, the finale is going to make up for the shitty season, and it did times 10. I was texting my my friend Amanda the whole time and everything that happened I was like oh my god she was like I'm really busy right now so if I don't respond just know that I'll get back to you later but please send me all your reactions to everything that happened in the finale I'm so obsessed with it I literally want to start watching the whole entire series over again now that I know the outcome and everyone just says like with anything if you watch something the first time around and then the second time around the third time around every time you watch it again you're going to catch things that you didn't catch before I also really want to start listening to the office ladies podcast and kind of listen to an episode then go back and watch the episode that they're talking to talking about on the show or on the podcast. I just can't believe how amazing that show was. And I can't believe I was sleeping on it for all these years. And I just finally finished it. And I'm so glad that I ended up finishing it, too, because, man, I would have been so mad at myself if I didn't see that finale. That finale made up for the entire last season being shitty. And, you know, I cried like multiple times in the last episode. I'm such a crier. I just cannot help it. I get so emotional. I cry during Love Island. So that's got to say something for you, because what is there to cry about? about during that show. Have you been watching, by the way? Did anyone else notice that on the episode before last, um, when they did the most recent recoupling, that number one, Noah got sent home. Like, he just was not in the last episode. And it turned out, CBS said that he lied on his application, and so they had to pull him out. But it's also come out that he was doing porn <laughs> with both men and women. And maybe that's what he lied about on his application, because CBS just yanked him. He was only on for like one or two episodes and now he's completely gone. And all these clips have surfaced of him on Twitter. He hasn't said anything on his Instagram or anything, but I just think it's weird. And also on that exact same episode, normally the host, Ariel, she comes out when they do a recoupling. She was nowhere to be seen. Like she was not there at all. I'm like, what? What happened? There was some behind the scenes drama. Can we get the tea or what? How do we feel about Ellen, you guys? Uh, <laughs> season 18 started yesterday. She came out, did her opening monologue, addressed, um, you know, all of the accusations that have just been coming at her left and right all freaking year long and what it feels like. Um, accusations against her, accusations against her staff. She basically said there's been obviously a bunch of firings and new people have taken on different roles like Twitch is now a co-executive producer or something like that. He was her DJ and like dance guy in the studio. Everyone loves Twitch. Obviously, he's not going to say anything about her because he's trying to keep his J-O-B. But I wonder if this is going to be one of those situations where like years later, <laughs> he comes out with like a memoir about how Ellen ruined his life. So she did her opening monologue. She started cracking jokes, of course, at first. She did say something that made sense that really resonated with me. Like, you can't always be on top of your game. She said that she's branded herself as the be kind to one another woman. And she said, you know, if I could have one to give you one word of advice, like don't brand yourself that way because then people expect you to only be kind. She's like, I'm human. I have bad days. There's days where I go out and I'm, you know, sad or mad. And, you know, I'm not always the nicest to people, but I'm human. I get that. 
I mean, I, I, I do get that because I've, uh, you know, everyone is that way. You could be the nicest person on the earth, but someone could catch you when you're having a bad day. Not everyone is going to like you. I'll never forget. I was part time on the radio here, just part time. Not even a big deal. I was working at the bank. Not that even being full time on the radio. You ain't shit. Like, you know what I mean? Cal- calm yourself. And I couldn't get into a nightclub. I was too drunk. And I was like, oh, I don't even, this is so cringe. I was like, do you know who I am? Oh, I was so drunk. The next day, I put a pillow over my head. I was so embarrassed. And I know people saw that shit. And I mean, recently I yelled at a guy in Guitar Center like I have a temper. I've got I got kicked out of used to get kicked out of Bar West all the time. I got thrown out of Toomey like I've done some shit. I get that you can't always have great days, but um, when you're Ellen Dege- when you're on the level of Ellen DeGeneres, like you got to try a little bit harder. So here's the thing. I don't think that her apology was genuine. I think it was kind of like, hey, I have to say this for everyone watching at home, but she knows her fan base, her, you know, stay at home mom, white women, they are never going to leave her side. They are the Ellen army. They are going to be behind her 100%. They are not the type to go deep diving on Twitter to see that the claims have gone back years and years and years and that these accusations have stood around for years and years and years. I mean, I've heard about Ellen being a bad person for a very long time. I didn't always believe it, but now, you know, it's like a domino effect. One person came forward and then all these people came forward. And now I do think that it's the truth. I do think that she treats her employees and the general public unfairly. And I think that she perceives herself as like this, you know, Oprah Winfrey, Winfrey, you get a car, you get a car on the air. She buys people's love. I was shocked because I put up a poll yesterday asking you all what you thought about Ellen, if you thought her apology was genuine or if you were done with her. And 64 percent of you thought that she was full of shit. So that says something right there. Do I think she's going to lose her fan base? No. Do I still think her audience is going to be packed every episode? Yes. Well, when they're allowed to have an audience again, are people still going to be obsessed with her? Yes. I think she just kind of did the bare minimum to appease people and her staff and her, you know, whatever network she's on. But I really don't think that it came from like... (laughs) I mean, it was she made jokes she was cracking jokes while she was giving her speech. How serious can she be? So moral of the story is, yes, I think she made good points. But do those points apply to her? Mm, No, I don't think so. She made good general life points like you're allowed to have bad days. You're only human. But there is a laundry list of things that you're accused of. And you're just going to like make jokes and be like, sorry, what were you scared of when you were a kid? Like when you were laying in bed at night? Was it monsters? Was it like shadows or spiders or What was it? Like most kids, you know, they were scared of something. I was groomed to not be scared of certain things. For instance, my baby room theme. What do you think it was? Most people have like bears, Sesame Street, strawberry shortcake, the alphabet. Um, These days, Peppa Pig, Piggly Wiggly. I don't Barney, Sesame Street. Did I already say Sesame Street? Anyways, people have really normal, neutral themed rooms. Maybe it's yellow. Maybe it's blue. Maybe it's pink. Maybe there's flowers, teddy bears, cars on the wall. No, my room was a clown theme. I had clowns all over the walls in my room as a child. So am I scared of clowns now? No, absolutely not. I am scared of spiders. My next door neighbor when I was little used to wear a mask of an old person. And so I was terrified of old people for a very long time. I've gotten over that, thank God. But when I laid in bed at night, it wasn't monsters under my bed. It wasn't spiders on the wall. 
No, I was scared that I was going to touch my eyeball and it was going to fall out of my head and onto the floor. I would literally get out of bed in the middle of the night crying, go up to my mom and dad's room and say, I'm scared that I'm going to touch my eyeball and it's going to come out of their head, but I want to touch it so bad I feel like I can't control it. So I'd ask my mom to hold my hands down while I slept so that I wouldn't be tempted to touch my eyeballs. Does that explain a lot as to why I am the way I am as an adult? Just like weird and impulsive? I know that's random, but I was thinking about it last night because I was having really bad dreams. The past two nights, I've been having like really, really vivid dreams. And I'm always scared to death that I'm going to go to the bathroom in my dream and I'm going to wake up like peeing the bed because I used to do that as a teenager. So um, the past couple days, I've woken up like really like shocked and just jolted and having major anxiety because I'm having these like really weird dreams. And I normally do dream, but the past two nights, I've there's there's been things, bad things. I can't remember what they are, but they've been really bad. And this morning I woke up and my eyes were like extra crusty and I rubbed them and I accidentally flipped my eyelid up, which made me feel like my eyeball was going to come out, which made me think of me as a child thinking that I was going to poke my eyeballs out and they were going to go rolling onto the floor. And so I wrote that down to tell you guys to share that with you. A little little show and tell on my podcast today. I just took a little break to get some water. And I I talked about this last week on my episode, how I have like 35,000 pictures on my camera roll. So something else that's really cool about the iOS update is you can, um, you can like scroll backwards and you can have a widget of your photo album. And so for me, it's been popping up every day, like this day last year, which has really helped me go in each day and delete pictures from my photo album. So I feel like every day I'm just going to have to check that and I'll go in and delete the photos that I don't need anymore. But the other day I was doing that and um, this video popped up. So when me and Brett were doing long distance, every time he would come visit, like we would take all these pictures and then I'd put together a video, an iMovie set to, you know, a nice John Legend, Ed Sheeran, Sam Smith. It would be a slideshow of pictures and videos of of us from that trip and I used to send it to him so the very first one that I sent him was with John Legend all of me love all of you and it was pictures and videos of us from the first time that he ever came to visit well he got drunk and told one of his friends about it and somehow they they didn't all get their hands on it otherwise it would be plastered all over god knows where Times Square but they did know about it they did see it he did let his friends watch it and they gave him shit for it forever and then I continued to make him these videos then every time he would come home from visiting me they would be like let's see the video she made you this time and it's just so funny to like look at it and to look like I just like was pouring my heart out in these videos and I remember we would both cry watching them from long distance and now we're like are you gonna fucking turn the AC down is it your turn to do the dishes or mine it's just like has made me like last night I was looking at him in bed and I was like oh remember when we used to love each other <laughs> Anyways, I've been loving those videos. For some reason, they've been popping up in my memories. Brett must have been visiting along or around this time three years ago before we got married. And it's funny just to see like the heart and soul that went behind these projects. And now I like can't even find him in my text message string. I'm like, when's the last time I texted you? Last Thursday? Okay, perfect. Because we spend every waking second together. Oh, okay. So takeaways from today, go follow Selena Moreno on Instagram at Scarlet's Doll. Make sure that you vote for her for the Maxim Cover Girl. We hate Chrishell. We love catfish stories. Don't know what's happening with Cassie and Colton. We've canceled Ellen, even though I hate cancel culture. Download Be My Eyes. Watch The Office if you've never seen it. Do the iPhone update. Look at the cool, aesthetically pleasing iPhone screens on TikTok. But if you're shooting for convenience, I probably wouldn't go that route. Root. Oh, this is something my sister-in-law and I were talking about. Do you say route or root? Do you say Caribbean or Caribbean? Do you say envelope or do you say envelope? 
<laughs> oh, here's a good one. Do you say coupon or coupon? Coupon or coupon? I say it both ways, like interchangeable for sure. Okay, this episode is just really random. Like it's a mixed bag of topics. So it's only fitting that my playlist to go along with this episode um, is random. So that's what you're going to search for on Apple and also on Spotify. At Megan Rage is how you find me. The playlist of the week is called Random and it's just a bunch of random songs. For instance, there was this really slow song from uh, Love Island the other night and I shazammed it and I've been listening to it nonstop. But then also the next song that you'll shuffle to is LL Cool J Headsprung, which I used to think was, hey, schwang, and you want to get your hey, schwang. And that came out when I was in high school. Like, I could have looked up the lyrics. That was a thing, right? Yet, I just chose to sing them incorrectly. Hey, schwang, and you want to get your hey, schwang. I promised I wouldn't sing on any more episodes, and I think I've done it twice this episode, so I apologize. As per usual, make sure you leave me a review, rate, subscribe. I am on Amazon Podcast now. I guess that's a new platform, but you can find me on there. You can tell your Alexa to play What the Chuck with Megan Rage on TuneIn. Um, if you want a sticker, let me know. Send me your name and address and I'll get one sent out to you. I have a couple. I, if you're listening to this and you're like, where's my fucking sticker? Yeah, uh, I'm on it. Brett's in the office. This is actually where Brett does his real work, the job that he gets paid for. So I have to squeeze in here when he's doing other things. And this is also where the stickers are in the envelope. So if you're waiting for a sticker from me, don't worry, it's coming. I can't believe it's already been 17 episodes. That is so crazy. Thank you for continuing to come back and supporting me. Thank you for posting when you're listening to this podcast. Thank you for telling your friends. Thank you for posting your stickers on your water bottles. Thank you for everything. I so appreciate the support. And if there's ever a way that I can repay you, you know where to find me. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram at WhatTheChuckPodcast.